sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony. Hey, what's up, everyone? Griff here. Another episode of the Beer Engine podcast. I'm back. For uh, uh, you're in a, a very empty. Well, it's not an empty house. It's a house full of boxes. It's an empty office. Um, not pretty much uh, living, subsisting on whatever's chop style and whatever's left in my uh, pantry. Uh, one pan, uh, a knife, no cutting board. I do have the knife though. And, uh, uh, but who cares because the countertops are getting ripped out. So who gives a shit? Just let's hack them shits up, my man. Uh, I'm joined as usual by, um, actually, I, I believe he was the founder of the Donald Trump social media network. Uh, he's the Zuckerberg of, uh, Trumpily or whatever the hell it was called that was shut down today. It's Tony. Tony, what's going on? What the hell happened? Look, I would say out of all the Trump businesses, we are oh in the top 5% as far as success rate goes. We are more successful yep. than the Sharper Image Stakes. We are more oh, successful yeah. than his overseas golf courses. We are more successful and, frankly, have educated more people than Trump University. Um, that is true. We, we, for a Trump thing... We are more successful than his presidency, let's be honest. We didn't kill oh, yeah, well. hundreds of thousands of people. So that's that's a big well. tick in our favour. We might have killed one or two, but come on, they deserved it. They were probably Democrats or Republicans or Republicans in name only, but they they probably deserved it. All right. Well, there you go. Um, so, yeah, today I did see uh, that the page, Tony, did you ever go to the page, the from the desk of Donald Trump social media thingy? I did not. Uh, I know. I didn't. Being that, you had invented, being that you did invent it, but otherwise did. you didn't really spend much time there. But I, I can tell you why I didn't do that, because I, yeah. I have a buddy that I play poker with. Um, oh, sure. You, you know him. He's cheap. The guy is cheap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that guy. He, he signed up for some Donald Trump newsletters because when they were holding one of the um, the rallies before the election, he just wanted to get tickets and do what they kind of did on Reddit where they essentially yeah, bought all the tickets. Up tickets yeah. yeah, he did that. And the amount of emails he got to his inbox from Trump asking for donations and just spamming the shit out of him was unbelievable. Four to six times a day he was getting Trump emails and he was fed up <laughs> just for trying to do this. So do you think even though I'm involved with the Trump social media, I'm going to sign up and give my email to the Trump organisation? Hell fucking no. That's why you use no. Gmail and you use the, um, the, the word in front of your legitimate email to, to create like a, a, a ghost email address. Yeah, I like to I like to do um, I just put uh, my name Griff I just say Griff Gmail at Gmail. That's my uh, fake one. That's my burner. Everybody's got to have a their name. Everybody's uh, got to have a burner. That's for sure. People like that, right? Uh, yeah, if you hadn't seen this thing, it was very stupid. Um, it just sort of looked halfway like Facebook. Um, a Facebook feed that is, and it just spit out Trump <laughs> tweets. And and really, it could have been a bot. I, it felt like it was a bot because it just did all the same stuff. Pretty much, but uh, it was 
and pretty bad. Who's going to have the more successful um, social media uh, experience? Let's put it that way. Donald Trump or Mike Lindell? Because Mike Lindell oh, yeah. has he's, his own social media rollout. It's it's more good. in sort of like a um, a news network kind of deal where he gives maybe, out maybe his that's private. Where Trump's going. He's he's supposed to be going to a new platform, so maybe that's where he's headed. Well, Trump better be prepared to give out his um, cell phone number live on air because that's what Mike Lindell did and got mercilessly pranked for forty five minutes as he tried to take yeah. call ins. And the typical old man thing, rather than use like a maybe $200 mixer to get his phone um, on air correctly, he would just put it on speakerphone and hold it up to his microphone. Oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> I've, uh, yeah, it sounds like something I might have done at some point, really. Uh, absolutely, um, but um, so you we're said, amateurs. Yeah. This, this dude's got a lot of money. I, 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 you talked about this. The fucking independence website is the worst what the fuck is going on with this website? There are so many ads. I just want to read this story about Nigel Farage. Nigel, so um, you you mentioned uh, our our, uh, our uh, podcast buddy there. Um, there are so many ads on this page. It is <laughs> sick. The look in um, your eyes. It's just like remember back in the day when you used to come under like those virus attacks and the pop up windows. There'd be I, three movies coming. It, it looks like <laughs> yes, that is. What, there is an ad, a new animated ad coming up every four. How can anyone even follow this? It's like driving down the highway at ninety five miles an hour trying to read the billboard. It's friggin' wild. Now just hang on um, for another two seconds and you'll get a dildo pop up right in the middle of your screen. I hope so. Uh, yeah, there, there we go. So um, so uh, Y2K doing that. Um, sorry, I couldn't come up with another thing to call him. Trust um, no one. I'm, do- I'm doxing him. It's fine. <laughs> I doxed him. Uh, did remind me that this happened recently to Nigel Farage who had attempted, uh, so I'm reading from the delightful web experience of the independent, uh, a UK outlet, uh, this rag here, some liberal rag here. Is it an shit indi- is. is that a liberal rag? I actually don't know what it is, but, um, Nigel Farage has lashed out at the hoaxers, uh, in quotes, attempting to derail his speaking tour of the United States. The former UK IP leader, tweeted that it's no surprise that the cancel culture mob are trying to damage his six-week America's Comeback Tour, which he says calls for free speech. And then, of course, I can't read any more than that no. because I'd have to pay $5 or something. Now, but essentially what was happening was um, they were selling like 5,000 tickets for a speaking engagement like the Hilton in, like in Philadelphia or something. And then um, 10 people were showing up. Yeah, oh, this fucking uh, pisses me off because they go on and on about free speech, but isn't what the lefties are doing in this case absolutely free speech? There's no limitation on whether you have to turn up if you get one of these free tickets or even if you pay for it. There's no sort of um, reason or no penalty if you don't attend. You are just using your free speech to to actually protest it's it's no different oh, yeah. no, it, I mean, it's, it's like the Matt Gates thing the people that were are against trial trafficking think that Matt Gates has been set up like there's clear evidence that he was fucking underage kids uh, yet he's oh, the yeah. one that's been set up it's the cognitive dissonance that goes on in these people's brains just ah uh, 
just does my head in. Well, I thought it was really funny that he was uh, he flew all the way over here to uh, talk to 14 people at the fucking uh, Dayton Marriott or something in the airport or some shit. You just know, really but- worthwhile, even if it were a 500 people, it just seems like it's a waste of time. Um, and then also, but it was 14 people. And who cares, really? I'm sure the guy has more money than I'll ever see in my life. Oh, but, absolutely. Um, but let's be honest. Freak, that guy, Nigel Farage, a real sicko. And I remember being over there when the UKIP, UKIP was, was taken off. UKIP. In like 2013 or so. Yep. And um, they're fucked up. Pretty they fucked are. up. Uh, not good. So stay, stay out of that shit. Now, I will say, we got better attendances at any Tycon event. Wiffle ball, we got more than 13 people turning up to wiffle ball, for fuck's sake, in a Las Vegas park in the middle of summer. Yeah, the, the Legends, the live show at Legends, which was <laughs> the dramatic, the dramatic live show, famous live show. That nobody was, heard other than the people in attendance, and only then was did you probably have 20%. 20%. 10 times more, maybe we'll say at least five times more people yeah, than... Easy. What um what Nigel Farage was able to draw at the um in like the ballroom A at the um Holiday Inn in uh, uh Davenport Iowa or something. Uh, cool. Wow. Uh, everything's really good. Uh, so uh, in the world, and Donald Trump's going to be on a new social media network. That's the real update we want to point out. Even though his uh uh, uh you know Twitbook or Facely or whatever the fuck he called it is uh. Is, is no more. Tony, we've been doing social media uh, in a way. Uh, not very much of it, but I've been getting on Discord. That's sort of like social media. It's social. I pop in and I lurk. put some media up there. Yeah, I, I put um, a single uh, reply to a post. Great beer, by the way. And great dog. Yeah, that was a good dog. And we've had some good uh, engagement, as usual, from our friends and fans. Um, uh, our guy, Max Allotment. Managed to get this Wickle badge, and then I saw my picture under it, and I was like, hell yeah, we're badge buddies, my man. I love that. Us in the Zwickle, in the Zwickle Union. Uh, congrats to, to him on that. That's a big achievement. Um, uh, we were talking about some beers today that I got for free, um, and there's some other good content out there. Uh, Nick Torque was out there posting all of his pics from Germany, which is really making me jealous. So I'm looking forward to traveling again. Maybe Germany's high on the list because I'm looking at this Schlenkerle Rauch beer and some rye bread and some sausages and some onions and I'm kind of <laughs> kind of getting a little hungry. So um I'm I'm getting or I'm getting turned on. I don't know, I can't tell one of them. <laughs> um had some more bad betting tips and late betting tips. So guys, get on there. Um uh, come chill out with us on the Discord. Uh, send us an Instagram, send us a uh, an email, and actually, while I'm talking, I'm going to quick take a peek at the old Gmail account, make sure nobody asked me for the link, because they're going to know they didn't, thank God, because I'm going to laugh if I've been telling people to do that and I haven't been paying attention. No, I have but been you paying can just, attention. Uh, oh, thank you, Tony. Uh, yeah, you can just send us a, send us an email, send us an Instagram note, a DM, and uh, we'll we'll get you in here with uh, with all the other gang here to to play around on the Discord, so some good stuff out there. Um, Tony, uh, how about beers? You've been drinking some beers this week. You got anything, any fun, any fun stuff you've been popping open? 
here uh, in the last few days? There has been. I, I haven't actually had a chance to check some of them in, but um, Raspberry Fool is a, is a solid sour that I had. Um, there was one from Gabs, and I need to check out. It might even buy, go by the name Max Allotment, or, or it's something very similar to that, believe it or not. Okay. Um, and it's, it's basically pay, paying homage to our great Aussie beer spectacular. Um, oh yeah, and max capacity—that's what it is, not max allotment. <laughs> um, and but, uh, well, you know, whatever. I mean, there's—it's uh, not that; those aren't that different of ideas. No, but um, it almost had a Turkish delight delight taste in its hop profile. Okay, and don't All know right. whether it's one of these experimental hops, but for whatever reason, it was sort of. More floral and perfumey than than sort of one of the sea hops. I'll have to check out its hop profile and and what it actually brought to the table. But I had a solid everyday lineup beer, and that's from my friends and yours, Sailor's Grave. They have a Goza okay. in their lineup. All right, um, down she goes, and it is just a rock solid bread and butter Goza. It's a style that often gets fruited the fuck out of, but Nope, just a straight-ahead yep. goza, and it is delicious. It's a four-star beer all day, so drinkable all year round. I love that shit. Killer. Love that. That's uh, that's all good stuff. Um, so, Tony, I uh, I had a big Celty week this week, big Celty week. Um, went over for a little uh, holiday hang. It was Memorial Day on Monday. Got out of my... Um, Following my chaotic, um, you know, boxed up household and went over to a, somebody's actual house with stuff in it and had a little, uh, little hangout, uh, to, and got to try two new Celci packs, Tony. Um, one of them we've talked about a little bit on the show, but I hadn't tried yet is the, uh, Bud Light, uh, out of office pack, um, which I'll have to look up the flavors again, but I, I haven't gotten through all of them yet. One that I have tried all of them is the Topo Chico uh, Hard Seltzers, whatever they are, normal type, the new type. <laughs> um, so I got a mixed pack of Topos. Uh, if, if you're not familiar or don't remember, Tony, what Topo Chico is, Topo Chico is a well-known um, and very popular with hipsters here, as, as, as I say, but it's popular with other people. I like it. Uh, it's a it's a very fizzy actually not very fizzy it's a lightly fizzy mineral water type drink uh, so it yeah. comes in these glass bottles I think they have plastic now but uh, it, it's it's just plain mineral water nothing to it so Coke uh, the Coca Cola company uh, certainly saw an opportunity here with Topo and brought out some Topo hard seltzers. And there were four flavors, and I enjoyed all of them. In fact, the strawberry guava, the exotic pineapple, the tangy lemon lime, and the tropical uh, mango. All very nice. Uh, they're pretty light. They're not sweet at all. They're pretty light, I would say, compared to even Bud Light. Wow. I would say these are really, really um, uh lightly flavored, um, but they're enough flavored, which I like. Um, only about, a, uh, they got 100 cals and 4.7%. Uh, 
Um, did not get me totally shit faced. I think my favorite's probably the the pineapple. I enjoyed the pineapple quite a bit. So those were good. Um, big fan of those. Those are good. Uh, not super fizzy, um, but also very very not sweet. Uh, very dry. Uh, now the Bud Light out of office pack is a little sweeter, and it and I don't know if it was just sweeter compared to regular Bud Light seltzer, but it was definitely much sweeter tasting than the um than the topos and that one had watermelon watermelon mojito classic lime margarita mango mai tai and strawberry daiquiri i've only had the margarita one and it was it was pretty sweet tony it was pretty sweet um but it tasted good uh, a little heavier though said so a little heavier than the topo i'm leaning towards the topo tony because i like them drier but um uh, it wasn't bad either so uh, give those a shot if you're into the seltzers. Highly recommend the Topo one. Uh, it's it's a good one. It's a good one if you don't if you want something just refreshing, not a lot of sugar. I was pretty happy about those. Now, I, I, just before we get into your segment, Lager of the Week, I've been <laughs> drinking a lot of other alcoholic beverages, and I posted okay. in our show notes All right. uh, a company. Who I've I've been drinking a lot of their product, um, and it's oh, not. Oh, I've seen these. Okay, so this is uh, Bilson's. They're an Australian company, and they do, um, they make predominantly vodka-based mixes, but they make their own cordials to make their own flavorings. Now, I like the premix cans; they're fine, and mm. I've had uh, four out of the nine options they've got in their premix cans. And they're, they're pretty delicious, but they provide the cordial, um, which you can look further down. And I've actually got two of the cordials, use less of the syrup than what they do, and it okay. is killer. But the thing that shocked me when I was looking at their website is they actually produce a couple of beers. If You have to scroll a fair way down on the link that I posted, but they produce... Three beers, no, sorry, four beers, a ginger beer, I'm counting that. It's alcoholic. They produce a pale ale, a best ale, ale. and a table ale. And a table ale, yeah, mild. Yeah, and I've got to say, I'm intrigued by the table ale. I like a great mild. Whether this will be a great mild, I don't know. I wasn't aware that they produced beer. I knew they produce gin but um and cordials and mixed drinks but was not aware that they actually produce beer so i'll definitely be um chasing those up that's for sure now are you I, are you a big i um, like these these uh i want kefir lime tony did you try kefir lime no that hasn't been on the shelves as of yet but okay, Aaron, kefir lime, sarsaparilla, I would be into. The sarsaparilla is one of the ones where I've got the syrup. I've got the Portello, which is, okay. I think we've spoken about, which is the um, grape flavour, um, but not like a Welsh's grape flavour. It's slightly different. But the sarsaparilla is absolutely killer as far as a, a sarsaparilla goes. Really, really killer. The mm-hmm. toffee apple was really nice, but just too sweet. Really, really sweet. 
Um, these gin, these gins look good too. I'm, I'm all in on this company. This is my new favorite company, Tony. <laughs> well, my overlords at the Bilson's Gin Company. Don't tell me that they said the N word. Please don't tell me. Or they, or they, or they, um, or they're uh, uh, serial abusers or something. I have no idea. But what I will say is, if you want to see where Australia's gone as far as a, a an alcohol-based nation. It has been towards craft gin. Yes, we have craft beer and our craft beer is great, but the thing that has taken over our shelves more than any other is craft gin distilleries. So Bilson's are not alone here. Uh, We've got world-class ones. A blood orange gin and tonic sounds really good. My favourite one. That sounds really good. Just to have with soda is by a company called Four Pillars. Um, They're one of the beer craft for lack of a better term, distillers in Australia, and they have a Negroni-flavoured gin, which is just great. Right. That just needs a little soda splash in there. That's all, it, good. all you do. And it, I actually have some dehydrated orange on hand because during orange season they're, they're so cheap, you just stick them in the dehydrator and you're done and just top it off with a dehydrated slice of orange. All this stuff looks good to me. <laughs> Sicilian blood orange soda, hook it up. Bro, um, ginger, I love ginger beer, ginger, anything ginger. Yep. A toffee apple, I don't care about that. doesn't interest me. But, um, yeah, I'm down on this. This is like, this is all, this is all stuff I uh, want. Um, we have some stuff like this, but none of it has drawn my eye. Like the things like kefir lime, which I did learn recently that the, maybe the word, the phrase kefir lime may have some kind of racist thing about it so I'm kind of I'm I'm treading lightly there but we don't um, have another name for it but yeah there I can't are, come up with another name for it yeah it's it's not lime cuz it's different and there's <laughs> uh and they also you also you generally use uh, the leaves of that of that particular lime too so yeah and um there were a few interesting cordials that I wasn't aware that they made when I got right towards the end um spiced apple cordial that sounds interesting. Okay. This one, I'm, I'm not sure, but they make it. Cloves. So that would be just just the spice clove. And the one Careful. that really interests me is the chili punch cordial. Yeah, that's interesting, huh? I, I, chili punch. Uh, it's refreshingly fiery and will provide your throat with a little tingle. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure I'm into that. Lime and coconut sounds good, though. Yeah, it does. Uh, yep. So check out Bilson's if you want to uh, be interested in something that you probably can't get unless you're in Australia. Nick Torque, and you can have all the goddamn shit you want. Oh, That's good. Well, that, that'll be filling up um, the shelves in his bottle shops for sure because they are taking yeah. this area by storm. But um, you haven't been doing as many cocktails lately, but I'm sure you've been doing a lager. So it is time for... The world-famous segment that is Griff's Lager of the Week. Yep. Yep. Did you do the drop, Tony? I did. I did. <laughs> okay, good to hear it. <laughs> that was the reason why I paused. If I would have looked panicked, then no, I, I, I didn't hadn't have paid. your video up. I was looking at the gin still. Um, uh, Tony, my lager of the week this week is uh, uh, one that I really enjoyed. Uh, I've enjoyed a couple weeks in a row, in fact, now. Um 
Oh, actually, you know what? I just changed my mind. Tony, am I in <laughs> trouble if I try to use Kolsch as a logger of the week? Let's see if it's the right. Let's see if this Absolutely one not. I don't give a okay. fuck. It, it tastes as – it's as suitable in place of a lager as any other beer out there. Yeah. Yeah, and I think this one gets lagered anyway. So I'm drinking uh, – so I went – me and me and our, our friend Nick um, – a loyal fan and friend of of ours. Um, Dedicated we, uh, GeoGuessr. We, yep, the monster GeoGuessr hero. Um, we um, we went over to the Bavarian Lodge. Hadn't been there in, gosh, 15 months. No, probably longer, 18 months, we'll say. And um, I love the Bavarian Lodge, Tony. I, I suspect I've talked about it on this show at some point, but if I haven't, I'll talk about it now. It's a, it's one of the best beer bars in the region in Chicagoland, and they have fucking kick-ass German food, like yep. top of the line German food. Um, snags for uh, days. Right now, snags, all house-made snags, house-made schnitzels. Pork they make knuckle. everything from scratch. Yep, pork knuckle. Um, yeah, Schweinshaxen. Right, uh, they got the. Um, Every sausage under the sun you can think of, um, good pretzels, uh, great beers, and then um, actually all they make all their stocks and breads and everything in house, and it's all really good. The um, actually this week I had I had, I had I usually get the liver dumpling soup. The liver dumpling soup is fire, but um, all things considered, with my um, medication I take, liver is not really something I'm supposed to eat very much <laughs> of, uh, and an entire dumpling of it is maybe not advisable. Um, so I went with the spatzla soup Ooh, and the house made, it was sort of like a chicken noodle spatzla set up and it was fire. So really good food, obviously, you know, enjoyed everything, had a, had a schnitzel sandwich, couldn't beat it. Um, and, uh, then I, we had a, so the reason we went there is cause they were tapping a traditional on stick cask of Reisdorf Kolsch. So it was the same one that they apparently send up the dumb waiter at the at the Reisdorf, you know, brewery uh, for people to drink, and they tapped it on the top of the bar and poured them out, and they had like forty five total glasses, and uh, I got two, and we all got two rounds each, so we drank eight nice. of them at our table. Um, it was absolutely fantastic. Just that Kolsch is so clean. And that's why I, I, I don't know anything about how they make rice or if they might not lager it for all I know. I don't fucking know. I'm but sure they do. It makes me believe they they cold condition it in some way because it's so clean, right? It doesn't have that super fruity alies taste that a lot of American Kolsch has, which I don't mind generally, right? Um, yeah. It's all right. Um, it has its place, but it is so clean on the finish. It is so dry on the finish. But there is enough like of that fruitiness that you still get sort of the distinct Kolsch note. So um, really fire, uh, great beer. Uh, and if it's not a lager, you know, uh, come, I dare you, show up at my house and you tell me to my face. All right. And then, and then we'll have it out like men. Um, but no, I'm sticking with the uh, Reisdorf Kolsch, potentially an ale as my, uh, as my lager of the week. Let's just keep this bit going forever. I love it. Um, damn, that was a great trip to, to Bavarian Lodge. I love it there. Uh, and actually I didn't have schnitzel. I don't think, I think I had a sausage sandwich. I had, um, 
Yeah, no, I had currywurst. That's what I had. Curry oh, nice. The, it, and this is not said with any sort of, um, I'm not joking about this, traditional German sausage, the currywurst. Really odd that that's where the curry sausage took off, but yeah, traditional yeah, I, German it's, it's fo- sausage. It's football food, man. It's it's for watching it's for watching the footy go to the stadium. It is now. What's your condiment of choice on um, a curry worst in? Britain? Well, they had the curry ketchup too, so I was loading ah. it up with the curry ketchup. Yeah. There you go. Now, um, for and then an- I like I like a little spread of the horseradish and and too, just because I love their horseradish sauce there, and I'll put it on everything. Yep. And uh, they make house made mustard, and I like that too. So I'm just putting sauces left and right on there. Yep. I love them all. Because there's there's a big thing in Australia. It's it's. Heinz tomato ketchup all the way, and I'm I'm not a fan. I love a good mustard, especially a good homemade mustard on a snag. Big fan of that. That's my yeah. go-to. They have battered fries, which I typically don't like. They they get some sort of batter and and do them, but theirs are really good and they're really crunchy. And um, I dip those in the horseradish sauce too because <laughs> that shit's fire. It's so good. We don't have battered fries, but they they sound similar to what we would call a potato cake. So they're not cut into fries. They're potato slices yeah. that are then battered and deep fried. They're fire. Yeah, it's probably similar to that. These are just cut into fries. They're a little bit like this is – I mean this with all due respect to the Bavarian Lodge fries because they are very good. But the the closest comp I have to them is the Burger King fry, which has the, like, extra crusty things on the outside. Okay. The new, the newer. Yep. But these are good, but they're good. They're not sucky like the Burger King ones. Yep. I'm talking um, more like a fish and chip shop better. Yeah, it's, it's honestly more like that. Okay. Yeah, it's more like if you took if you took a fry and put some, like, didn't you didn't coat it in the batter like you would with the fish and chips, but just some of it oh. kind of gets on there, you know? No, yeah. no, you need to coat that shit because the batter's the best part. Nothing better yeah, than maybe. a deep fried dim sim that's been battered. You probably you ate these damn fries, Tony. I'm realizing that you ate these fries. Probably I can't remember the fries. I can remember the sausage. The sausage was killer. Yeah, yeah. I forget which sausage I had, but I had like a, a pork platter essentially, and it probably, was probably like the thur- Thuringer or something. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, Why do I even have a bit killer. of liver in the sausage? It was it was good, real good. We were living it up. We were living it up. Um, so that was a good hang. Great lager. Uh, and, um, if I could just pull up my notes here, remember what I'm doing. Oh yeah. And, uh, it was very nice to do that, Tony, because my house is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's all right. I, I don't, it doesn't bug me quite as much. I, I know it's bugging Kelly quite a bit. It's just very like messy. Yep. Because we're moving, so there's just boxes everywhere. You know, the boxes are filling up. The stuff that that is coming with us is packed. We're very close to being done. We we only have a handful of things to get in there. We have a few more days left. By the time you hear this, we'll be we'll be gone um, out of this house, anyways. Um, not that anyone here will care. Nothing will change for you, <laughs> likely, hopefully. Um, Except I might sound different, and my room might maybe I'll be in a less echoey room because now there's nothing in this room to catch the sound. So, um, but uh, it's been it's been an interesting week uh, in that uh, we packed the whole kitchen, Tony. We packed the entire kitchen on Saturday, um, and that was great because that was the room that took the most boxes. We 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 use our kitchen a lot. It has a lot of stuff in it. 
so all of my dishware, all of the um, the we put our uh, china. We have some china we got we put away. We have our KitchenAid stand mixer had to get put in a box. That takes up a box, you know, pretty much. You got your um, what else do I have in there? Well, eventually I got to get my coffee grinder into something. Although I'm waiting to the last minute for that. Um, and just random pots and pans, right? You got your um, you know, big stock pots and stuff. So we had to, we had to, we had to do that because I'm not waiting to the last minute to do that because not fair enough. it's panic attack trying yep. to do that at the last minute. We had a lot of shit that we just are giving away or selling or whatever. Um, and, uh, so essentially I've had to survive this week with, um, one pan, one, so one like frying pan. I, I chose a deep, a very deep kind of walk style nonstick. Oh, um, nonstick. In the shape of a walk. I, yep. I was surprised. I thought you might have gone with more a cast pan because I find cast pans are sort of the most versatile out of any pan. Yeah, I don't have a big enough one. Ah, my, okay. my, I needed something that does a lot of stuff yep. um, or could, could potentially do a lot of things. Um, so I have, uh, I have that. I have some shitty wooden bamboo spoons. I'm just throwing in the garbage when we're done. Um, and then I have, uh, like two spoons, two forks and two knives and two plates and two bowls is pretty much everything I have in the kitchen right now. So I had some interesting cooking experiences. Um, uh, if you don't know, I do occasionally do the, um, like boxed kits, meal kit type things. Cause it just sort of makes meal planning for two people much easier. It just... I don't need to do a lot of meal planning for lots of people. So having something like that, that just sort of does it for me is sort of within my capability. Absolutely. So I had to make, I had to make a dish with, that was ramen. So I essentially had to cook the noodles in the, in that pan, fill it with water, put the noodles in, cook them in there, take them out, then cook the food, then toss the noodles back in. It was fine, but it was just a lot of washing. Uh, that was fun. And then today, Tony, I was very proud of this dish. I made tomato sauce from from scratch, quote unquote. Ooh. Right, I had my yep. I had the you know I use canned tomatoes, but um, and then you know onion had an onion. That's pretty much all you need: onion, some herbs, some garlic, a lot of olive oil, and cooked it all down. And then I was like, well, I should probably put some pasta under these noodles. <laughs> I was like, fuck that! I'm not dumping this out and doing it. So I had a very small shape of pasta and I cooked it right in the sauce, <laughs> which is a technique. It is. It's a Roman, apparently it's a Roman technique uh, for this and you just sort of reduce it and it absorbs some of the sauce. Now I got a whole shitload left over of that, which is fine and it'll sustain us for the rest of the week. But Tony, it's like chopped in there, man. It's, 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 um, it's like a, it's like a very bougie post-apocalyptic cooking experience. Well, I'm not sure whether you've got access to Netflix, but can I make a recommendation? Even though mm -hmm. it's 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 a cooking, it's a food show, but not necessarily a lot of recipes. But it does do a lot of one pot dishes, and that is the new four part series, High on the Hog. It is an outstanding um, Netflix documentary on the African American experience um, within sort of your food scene and and traces its way back all the way to Africa. Um, really, really good, but do a lot of one um, pot cooking with gumbo and, okay. and things like that. Um, so there are a lot of things you can do with, 
with one pot, you've just got to think outside your, your normal dishes. It sounds perfect yep. for for a small two-person soup. Um, yeah, the, the really key thing is the lack of other ingredients outside of just that one pot that you, you could be having because I don't imagine you've got a big suite of knives or any sort of kitchen gadget either. So that makes it a lot tougher. Yeah, it's all gone. I have um, – I don't have my blender – I don't have. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm um, talking about. I have. I have just my kitchen. It's my chef's knife. Yep. It's me, my chef's knife, and a, a chef knife and a pot. Uh, everything else is gone, or it's packed, or it's 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 off in the ether. I did give away some shit, Tony. Some funny kitchen gadgets, um, <laughs> which we didn't. Uh, we never really covered in Table for Eight, but I did have a zoodler. Are you familiar with the Zoodler? I think you've spoken about the Zoodler, and I think we might have spoken about the Zoodler on Table for Eight. I made, yeah. I made fun of you for the Zoodler. How many times did yeah, you the, use that thing to make vegetable pasta? One. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. We neither of us bought it. Neither neither of us bought it. It was a hand me down from fucking Kelly's grandma's or something. Um, and it looked like a torture device. I mean, it looked like the like a rack or something that you would attach somebody to, and that's like. Oh yeah, we use this to grind someone's head off or something, you know, I don't know. But um it's stupid and if you really want to make that, there's like a handheld thingy you can use to turn out the zoodles. You don't need the crank <laughs> shit, right? You don't need the thing yep. like the big tables de- like like island-sized fucking zoodle thing. You just need the handheld thing if you really want to do it. I don't care. Honestly, I do. Uh, if I ever do that type of cut, is this, this is funny. Have you ever watched, um, the guys on, uh, the, the Chinese chefs who do like the knife cut noodles yes. where they get yep. the, they get the dough in their hand and they get the knife and they like, um, downward, uh, me and Tony are doing a motion that neither of you can see, but they <laughs> essentially hold the, they hold the, um, they hold this like baby. I'm going to say it's a baby. It's baby shaped, <laughs> baby shaped, potato shaped. We'll say big yep. potato shaped dough ball. And it's a pretty firm dough. And then they, they get it cold probably. And then they have their knife in their dominant hand and they just essentially downward slice from the, potato baby into <laughs> potato the, the hot into the hot water to make these knife cut noodles um which i actually ate from a place in vegas and they were fucking good but that's what i'll do with zucchini i'll just make the noodles that way i'll get the peeler out the stick peeler the y peeler and just fire off some um some uh, little noodles little like shaved <laughs> knife cut noodles <laughs> into the pan and i'll throw some sauce in there or something whatever but I don't care about doing it in spaghetti shape. Who gives a shit? I want zucchini penne for God's sake. You know, I don't know. But um, yeah, stupid gave that thing away. Uh, gave a like you know how many we had all these knife blocks and stuff that I just didn't need, and they aren't good knives. Often in those knife blocks, I just handed those off to Goodwill. Um, some old pots, a, a whole set of dishware. That we got for our wedding. We have one that we're keeping, right? Because you need some. Yeah. We had six six of everything. We had six circle plates, six circle salad plates, six circle bowls. And then we had six square plates, six square salad plates, and six <laughs> square bowls, which are weird to use. And um, I was like, fuck it. I'm just getting rid of half of these. I don't, when am I going to have 12 people at my house? Yeah. That all have to eat on plates. I don't know. You know, that's what Never disposable plates answer. are for. Never. 
Just right. fit fancy. Yeah, if I ever do, yeah, if I ever do, we're eating like shit out of a crock pot or something. I don't, I don't. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's been a, it's been a wild week, um, and I think, uh, but I think we're gonna make it. We only have we only have four or five days left, so I think we're I think we're gonna make it. I I made my dish today, Tony. I made some little shrimp scallion pancake things that were uh, fucking good. So nice. that was pretty easy to do with the one pan. So yep. Um, so moving is cool. I don't recommend it. Um, I probably are going to have to do it again in a couple of years, but fuck. So, uh, <laughs> it, it should be easier because I've essentially given away or thrown away. I would say 60% of the stuff that was in this house. Um, and that's really what I'm learning about, about living is that you need to not have so much shit. Um, Tony, what do you think? Are you, are you doing minimalism? Are you, do you, do you keep shit? I just throw everything away. I'm not deliberately doing minimalism, and I probably have far too much crap to be considered a minimalist. Minimalist, that's for sure. But do I hold on to things? No, not really. I'm not a big chachki kind of guy. Just throw that shit out. I used to be. I think that's something that I've I've taught myself to get better at. If I don't look at it in twelve months, do I really need it? No. Um, because I used to hold on to a lot of a lot of shit, and it just clogs up your life. Am yeah, I going to Marie Kondo around. shit though? No, I'm not going to Marie Kondo shit because that I, that is a brutal way to live. But, I think I already do. I throw everything away. Really? I just I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, when I was a, when I was a teenager, I maybe kept more stuff. You know, part of this, I think, and I don't know. Maybe we should get Brian on to talk about this because um, we're children of divorce. Yeah, could definitely yeah, and be I a think thing. that has part of it to, that has a little bit to do with it and it's not about it's not bad memories or anything. It's that when you're when your parents split up, your everything that happened before then weirdly just disappears. Yeah. Like uh, like meaning the the physical record of it. So there's very little of it anymore. Uh cuz somebody had to move and somebody had to like something had to happen and eventually all that stuff just gets gets into the ether and it goes away you know um so i we were sifting through some old boxes of my like keepsakes quote unquote we'll say it's keepsakes is the right we're like pictures and stuff of you know and i just took some pictures out of some photo albums like i was like okay here's some proof of life from prior to being 10 and i just threw the rest in the garbage yep um because i don't know what to do with it you know what i mean like do i need this picture of me with a clown Hell, I'm not even in it of a clown at my fourth birthday party or something. No, it's scary. And there's a clown in it. I don't want it. You know, I don't know. But it's just like, listen, those are all precious moments, I'm sure. And it was, you know, a memorable time, you know, and certainly, you know, uh, for for my parents and and for me when I was six. But I I don't I just don't know what to do with it anymore. And it's um it's weirdly, it's sad and it's sort of overwhelming to just be like, well, I'm just getting rid of this. But then you're like, yeah, I don't know. What do I do with it now? It's just garbage. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. So there's proof of life. I did exist. I was a child. I was a tiny baby. I did find some pictures of me as, a, as an infant or whatever. So I hadn't seen them in 25 years. Uh, so there, I, it, it, it exists. I was surprised that there is, there is uh, photo evidence that I was alive. Um, you know, 30 something odd years ago. So 
It happened, Tony. I was here. I was not delivered by aliens to do this podcast with you. But are we sure? Are we really sure? If I was getting, they might create, if they, hey, as long as they, I mean, maybe they, they, they might button their shit up. They uh, created a backstory for me. Of course, they button their shit up. You are either a raptor princess or who is the opposition? Oh, I should know this because I watched, I listened to some anti. Um, conspiracy podcasts and they delve into all this shit that uh, the conspiracy theorists go on. I'm uh, Q. <laughs> it, it ties into Q, don't get me wrong, but no, these are. Okay. this goes back to a guy called Mark Richards who used this grift to try and get out of a murder charge. So, <laughs> yeah. and he's, Interesting, go he's, on. He's got a whole bunch of new age people on his side trying to um, – fight his his murder charge and that he was set up by a whole bunch of um raptor princesses what a bizarre name for a choice and and then they're fighting whoever and it depends on on who interprets what who's on the good side who's on the bad side it it changes depending on who you talk to kerry cassidy is who you want to look up on youtube if you actually want to look at that shit yourself i don't look at that shit myself i i let these other podcasts dissect it for me so I, I don't even know. I, I We just went into outer space right there. It was something. Um, okay. Well, Tony, uh, let's, let's go back to the normal rhythm of this show where we stop talking about all the shit happening in my life. And we talk about the important stuff happening to all of us. And it's another, uh, another week, another, another version of the hyper beer nerd dork shit news. All right, Tony, I have breaking news. (laughs) What? Breaking news. And by breaking, I mean this came out 12 hours ago and I just saw it. So, uh, but you guys don't know. This could have just come out five minutes ago. So why did I even say that? Um, It's breaking news. There is a new Bud Light Seltzer pack coming. What was that? I missed that. What's that? I missed who the seltzer pack was by. All I got was... Oh, Bud Bud Light. Oh. Our, our overlords at Bud Light. Our uh, uh, DJ Khaled is, uh, has secured the bag, and uh, Megan, Megan Trainer. I don't know if she had anything to do with it. And uh, I just remember her being in one of these emails we got. <laughs> and uh, they have a new retro retro summer pack coming out. And I'm interested to, I'm trying to think about why this is retro. I almost want to call Kelly over to try and explain to me why it's retro. If she's available, um, call her over. Uh, so here are the flavors. And, and actually, I'm going to real quick, let's, let's ping her. Um, you got five minutes for a Celsi talk. <laughs> um, so here are the flavors. Uh, the flavors are cherry limeade, blue raspberry, and summer ice. Uh, is it just summer because summer ice? Is it just because of the flavors and packaging, or is it because they've gone with like a tie dyed motif? Like yeah, there's this tie dye look about it. Um, okay, so little story. While you're trying to figure that out, in Australia, back before we had Seven Elevens. We had frozen drinks, and they were called slush puppies. 
don't know whether they're available anywhere outside of Australia, don't even know whether they're still made in Australia. And these flavours remind me of Slush Puppy flavours. And they were delightful, the Slush Puppy. They were much better than your 7-Eleven Big Gulp slushies. These were delightful, but... um, yeah, I'm thinking because of the choice of flavours and the graphic design, Bud Light, I think, could be trying to cash in on something blue, that doesn't really so, exist. So Blue Raspberry, I know. Blue Raspberry, you're familiar with Blue Raspberry, right? I mean, it's, you know, do you guys have Blue Raspberry shit? Yeah, yeah we do. Okay, so Blue Raspberry, whatever, it's not, it's just blue tasting, but with like a hint of a raspberry-ish. Um Cherry Limeade, to me, I just think of a Sonic drink. Uh, that's a drink from Sonic. And Summer Ice, I don't know what that is inferring. I don't know what that implies. So um, I'm trying to get Kelly in here. Why don't Tony, why don't we pause it right quick? Okay, we can pause it. Show um, is paused. So that she can uh, come in here. Uh, let me let me see if uh, she has the splitter and stuff to do it. All right, you got it. All right. This will only take a minute. <laughs> We're paused right now. So. We are. All right. Here, you can look at Tony, too. Okay. Hey. Howdy. Okay. <laughs> All right, we got... Uh, all right, we can. We, I think we can kick it off again. Yeah, we're back. Unpaused. Okay. All right. All right. So finally, all right. So we got the seltzer expert here. The seltzer I wanted to queen. talk about this new Bud Light, the new Bud Light sel- Summer Retro Pack, Retro Summer Pack, coming to a store near me. And the three flavors, and I and I guess I was having a hard time. You being both a seltzer and and advertising expert could maybe explain the retro aspect of this to me. Blue raspberry, cherry limeade, and the mysterious summer ice. Now, what is the target here? What are they? What are they trying to hit? They got the tie dye. I get the tie dye. That kind of makes sense, but it. I. I can't tell if it, it seems like it's nineties. It definitely has a, a nineties feel, but I feel like every like in. Just the way that everything is going in terms of trends right now, everything from the 90s and early 2000s is coming back, thanks yeah. Gen Z and TikTok. So, but tie-dye feels a little bit mainstream now because everything was tie-dye last summer in quarantine. Yep. So that doesn't feel so retro anymore. They've okay. made a mistake. They've no, gone with the- tie-dye. They should have gone with hypercolor. Remember the hypercolor mm-hmm. T-shirts? No, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I think it... Now, now, what do you think of these flavors? What What's retro? Is blue raspberry? Now, I, I've seen, do I, am I mis, am I misremembering that I weirdly feel like I remember when blue raspberry came out? <laughs> when did it, tell me your memory. I want to know when did you. <laughs> I just remember there being like a Slurpee that was blue raspberry. And I was like, what, huh, blue? That's amazing. The raspberry's red. And I was like six. But I, I, I might be wrong, Tony. Did Blue Raspberry, was that a thing before I was born? I think it was a 7-Eleven thing. I think ever since I've been aware of 7-Eleven, I think it's been a thing. 
Okay, so I get to have to Google. I'm gonna have to put in the Google machine that whatever that is. Cherry limeade to me is only a Sonic drink. Is there something else that's no, cherry limeade? I, that that feels very Sonic to me. I have to say, when I think of blue raspberry, I think of Airheads first. Okay, uh, let's just find out when did blue raspberry come out? <laughs> 1958. <laughs> How old are you okay. again? <laughs> Really, really well, cool. as we covered earlier, I may have been, I may be one of the ancient aliens. So, um, damn, got its start in the mid 20th century. In 1958, Cincinnati Food Outfit Gold Medal created the stuff to draw attention to raspberry. Well, I'll be fucked. All right. Um, all right. How about summer ice? What the hell is summer ice, do you think? Yeah. Like, is it supposed to be like what happens when you're. What's the the bomb pop that has the red? Oh yeah! It's like what happens when it all kind of like melts together, <laughs> or like a freezy pop. That's interesting. Yeah, maybe all these are actually supposed to be like. Um, That's what I'm saying. What are the what like are the you break, Yeah, the you freezy pop things. The um, the little the like, little plastic tube things. Like we water would ice. call w- mm-hmm. water, water ice. No, we would call them Zuper Dupers in Australia. That's the big brand name. During our summer, I, I want that name to be adopted in the U.S. because that's so much more fun than <laughs> like an ice pop. Okay, now real, real quick, while well, well, oh sorry, go ahead, Tony. I was thinking, what about the perfect way to serve these Bud Light Celsius? Crushed ice, mm. like a full Ooh. mug of crushed ice, seltzer over the top, glass of cherry. Just saying. Right over the top. Yeah, sure. The only, my only concern is I don't want it just to ruin the carbonation and get it watered down. Good point. This is and true. You're not a you're not a chugger of these drinks, no. honestly. So, and that's my beef with the truly lemonades. It's Ugh. too flat. It's and too sweet. Well, it's this this is like my overly stevia. This is a callback to earlier in the show. This is my critique with Bilsons and their. Pre-mixed drinks, they undercarb them. I need oh, them man. properly carbed. That's why I have a soda yes. stream, so I can make Do sure yourself, I have mm. carbonation to to go. It needs to be overcharged. I charge right, it up so to where I they agree. say you should charge it, and then I give it one more buzz. To make <laughs> sure. So we'll be get, we'll be getting these. Yes, I need to try these. Now, t- while you're here, give us a break. We talked about them earlier. Give me a breakdown of the Bud Light Retro, or not Retro, the Bud Light Out of Office Pack. Oh, I liked them. They were good. I think I only tried two of the four flavors, though. I tried the watermelon mojito yeah, yeah, yeah. and the classic lime the, margarita. The classic lime was the one I had. It felt too sweet to me. A little sweet. Or maybe it's just compared to Topo. But. See, that was what I noticed. I had the watermelon mojito first, and it didn't taste too distinctively watermelon. Okay. But it, that's not to say it tasted bad. It just was just sweet. Yep. And then I drank a Topo Chico one, and that was significantly less sweet, but still had, like, decent flavor. Not like a LaCroix where you're like, oh, what's the joke? Like, a truck of raspberries drove past, and that's how (laughs) they flavored it. Yep. (laughs) And then I went back to the Bud Light Seltzers, had the lime margarita one, 
and was like, oh, no, this is this is very sweet. Yeah, See, the flame it, margarita almost sweet. I know. I, I At first, I was like, oh, the Tobo is like a good inner, like, mix it in, kind of a palate cleanser. And now I, I retract that statement because it wrecks your palate mm-hmm. going from the really, like, what I yep. thought was normal sweet to insanely sweet. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Can and we mix to- up Tobo you liked? Topo, big fan, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I dig them. Now, I want to make a um, change to the show's running order. I want to do the game right now so we can get Kelly in on the game. Is that possible, Griff? Can you hide yeah. today's game from Kelly? All right. I don't know how fun this game is going to be for her, but I'm I, perfect. I, 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 might, I love it. Uh, it'll be horrible. Just kidding. It'll be great. We'll we'll give it a shot. It's not it's not anti Kelly. It's just like sort of a <laughs> up Tony's alley. So, it's just sort of a. It's sort of a. Is it gross? No, 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 no. It's gross. <laughs> it's um. It's it's got something. It's got a little bit to do with being canceled. It's a little bit of a lazy game, though. So. Okay. Cool. Perfect. I'm just going to pay pastry bot. So pastry bot is playing right now. I have no theme for this because this one is actually okay. coming. This is this or that. I believe. We're playing this or that. Tony, what I did um, this week. Because there's been a lot of activity in the in the industry, um, I was kind of curious to see uh, how many of the breweries that we uh, that have been recently canceled, um, certainly appropriately so. And let let me tell you, uh, listening back to um, how we did on that show, I can say we handled everything with true grace <laughs> uh, and a plum. I would say uh, no issues at all with anything we said. Um, but, uh, I went back and I looked at uh, a favorite thing of mine to look at, which is the top 10 breweries of the year. Oh, and, uh, I went back and looked up the top 10 breweries of 2017 and also the top 10 breweries of 2020. Okay. And I am going to ask now the two of you and feel, you feel free to collaborate. Of course. Of course. This is um, why I've got Kelly yeah. in. I did yes. terribly last week. Do you think this brewery was one of the top 10 of 2017 or was it one of the top 10 of 2020? None of them are both. Oh, perfect. Okay. They're all one or the other, right? So uh, a lot has changed in the industry over three years uh, and over the last three uh, weeks, really. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious to see what you guys think. Some of these are were a little surprising to me. So let's get going. So Kelly can help you with some of these breweries too, because she has more familiarity with all of them, honestly. Um, so the first one I'm going to put up there for you is, okay, so the game is, these are either top 10 2017 or top 10 2020. First one up is Cycle Brewing, Cycle from St. Petersburg, okay. Florida. Were they a top 10 in 2017 or in 2020? I'll let Kelly make the final choice with this one, but my initial... <laughs> Yeah. Initial Are you instinct, with Cycle, Tony? yes, but because okay. of that, my initial instinct is seventeen. I think this is a brewery that was—that's when they were white hot in two thousand seventeen. But that's only based on nothing. That's my guess. Kelly, I think, would have more insight and would be more educated. Yeah, I my guts is the same, Tony. When uh, thinking about when we went to Copenhagen, and that was 2019. 2019, and 
what was the oh my goodness it was the days of the week yeah series. monday tuesday yeah. and, and i'll name their i'll name them all if you want okay, <laughs> <go ahead. laughs> um but that was popular before that so that's my rationale is okay just the proximity of dates 17 right. so yeah 17 you guys are right it's 2017 for a cycle Yes. That's correct. Nailed one it. for one. A high Next up, you know this one, Tony. Uh, well, Tony, you've been to any of these. <laughs> Kelly, you've been to most of these, actually. Wow. Um, That's kind of shocking. Next one up is the, definitely been to this one, Other Half. Oh. Ooh. I think this is 2020. I think this is 20. Only because I, I see them on an upslope. For some reason, I don't consider them like a hype brewery. I think they're they're a Tony. A they're in gainer. Park Slope. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so right. my my instinct here is is twenty twenty again based on nothing. But I, I see them as not a white hot hot trend brewery. It's more an upslope brewery, if that makes sense. Hmm. I don't actually think they're in Park Slope. It's just a Brooklyn neighborhood that I thought of. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I have no idea. <laughs> we'll let you have that one if okay. it's wrong. Yeah, I, I'm taking it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, do you think they've become more widely available in 2020 than they were in 2017, Tony? I don't know. I don't even know. Because where... people would get really excited about things that like broccoli. And cheese. We did a whole game here that we was did. just trying to determine if this was a baked potato or a beer or something. <laughs> and both sound delicious. Um. Oh, this is hard. So you're leaning more towards 2017. I don't know, though, because would they have been, were they smaller? I guess maybe that wouldn't even matter. Were they smaller in 2017? Probably. Everybody Probably was. Probably everybody was. Right. I yep. don't know. Part of me says 2017. I don't know. It's up to you, Tony. Let's go with 2020. Lock it in. 2020 locked in. It's 2017. Oh. Other half has weirdly dropped in yeah. the in the rankings. I like other half, but they've they've fallen off a hair. Uh, they were a 2017. I'm not sure. I'm sure they were in it for a couple years after that, but not this year. They had to get beaten out by some various abusive places. Um, well, that's a hint. <laughs> Not really. That's oh, every yeah. brewery in America. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a nine out of ten here. Great. Yeah. Uh, next up, you know this one, Kelly. You've been here too. Uh, they're from St. Louis. You could probably guess who it is. Side project. Oh, I was I side project. Shoffley first. The, just in St. Louis. They can't be old 2017. Mm. Now, they're they a... Could. Are they a... Do they do lager, Kelly? Won't ask Griff, I'll ask you. Are they... No. No? Okay, so no. that pushes uh-uh. me more towards 2017. Tony, I'll the tell you, they're, a, they're, famous. they're a wild ale and stout. They're a and stout brewery. They ah. essentially make... They make they make grisette and and beer to pie and they make um, all the stuff that I want to drink. And they make, uh, and they yeah. make massive barrel aged stuff. Yep. Oh, this is tough. This is timeless beer. This is what this is. 
I'm going to say just based on the law of averages 2020 because I have no indication because it is sort of a timeless style it could be either year um is St Louis hot right now compared to other areas or less hot maybe that gives us some indication of of where they fall on the list um I'm I'm saying 2020 based on law of averages but Kelly if you've got a strong feeling that it's 2017 Feel free to disagree, please. I'm trying to remember. What year did Corey get married? I'm in 2018, I believe. Okay. I'm kind of leaning 2017 again. Okay, let's and go 2017. I'm, I'm going to go 2017. Nope, it's 2020. <laughs> Side project is 2020. Um <laughs> Side project 2020. Yep, they they're pretty much up there every year. Oh well, uh, but they weren't 2017 because they pretty much hadn't really been invented yet. Ah, so, uh, there you uh, go. They, True. Well, they were very early days, I would say. That doesn't mean they couldn't have been in the top. Well, they weren't though. So. <laughs> well then. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, so next one. One for three. Next one, these guys are cancelled. This one's Founders. Oh, the, these guys have lost complete steam. It has to be 2017 for mine. Like, this was, like, really a top brewery in 2017, but mm-hmm. I really feel like they'd fallen off by the time. I'm not time sure they, they weren't cancelled yet by 2017. but No, but I really feel like their hype had fallen off by, by 2019, yeah. late 2019. That's just my yeah, view, Kelly. Canadian Canadian breakfast stuff. I, I agree, and I as I say that, I think I've said 2017 for every single brewery. So 2017, it is lock it lock it in. Yeah. So you said I just okay. 2020 lock it in. You said 2017 lock it in. Correct. 2020 lock it in. 2017 lock it Two, in. 2017. Founders is on the is on the 2020. What? List for top what? ten breweries on rate beer. Oh, because yeah. nobody's using rate yeah. beer anymore. Oh, why? Because yeah, this is this is a huge <laughs> system. Yeah, this is um, this no, no. Is some rate beer bullshit. This is the people using rate beer. They're all bullshit. <laughs> I, if I did this from Untapped, the eight of the top ten are meteries. So then you got a problem right there. <laughs> Is this just from people checking in and rating the beers? On this isn't on te- no, it's um because rate beer has a rate beer has some sort of like algorithm mods and shit like mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it's people people still like CBS, I guess, or whatever. I don't know. I couldn't believe Founders was on there. I was that like blew my mind. My head almost popped off. I was wild. You were you shook? I was shook. I'm I'm still shook. That's why I thought this would be a good game because it's, it's tricky. It, it really um, is. I thought they were absolutely out of the dead. picture. Yeah. 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 Dead. But they make a shitload of beer, dude. They, they make do. a That's shitload true. of yeah. beer. A million people are drinking KBS. Remember when it used to be like a few hundred? It was wild. Yeah. All right. Next up, uh, Omnipoyo. Oh. The Swedes. Omnipoyo. This one, I'm, I'm, you're starting to sway me here, Kelly. I'm thinking 2017 because I feel like when we've done 
No. If you guys guess 2017 for all of them, you'll get five right. <laughs> Wait a minute. Have we been keep, keeping track? <laughs> we should have been, but with two people I here, know. it makes it harder. Actually, I I, I've changed my b- mind. Omnipoyo. That seems like a, a recent sort of um, sort of hype has gathered around them. Maybe it's just because Griff's a huge Omnipoyo fan because he is. I like Omnipoyo, yeah. So it's mm-hmm. Kelly. I love him. Yeah. But I feel like it's becoming more and more popular. It's not just you two who are fans. So I'm going to mm-hmm. say that it's expanding and it is going towards 2020. That's yeah, I feel like they've they've really started to blow up a lot. Oh, your face is confusing me. <laughs> don't don't get sucked in by the eyebrows. I know, I know. I have to. It's I can't look. Shield you from my vision. All right, let's go with 2020. There you go. Confidence. I like it. Yeah. Tommy Foyo was in the top 10 in 2017. Oh. Seriously. Is there any sort of description why? No. Or it's just a numbered list and that's all you're giving? It's just a number. It's not even a numbered list in 2017. It's just 10. I couldn't even make it interesting. Oh, God. I want to know why. I want to know why. Because nobody uses that platform anymore. That's, yeah, fair enough. (laughs) But, hey, somebody has to be. All right. Next up. Okay, let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Next up, I've got a treehouse. Oh, (laughs) Jesus. 2017. This is Trillium... Treehouse, that is 2017. Give me yeah. all about all aboard the juice train in 2017. Yep. Lock in that answer. Uh, 2020 for Treehouse. <laughs> 2020. That's uh, a 2020 the for them. A treehouse cancelled. If they're not cancelled, uh, it feels like they should be. Not for any particular reason. Treehouse, treehouse was not. No. no. Oh, probably, huh. probably Hillstead sort of taints every brewery that I associate it with that period of time, and they are birds of a feather. At least when it comes to that period of time, it feels like they they hit at exactly the same time that they should be cancelled along with 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 those guys. Yeah, that's kind of amazing to me that they were on the list for twenty twenty, knowing that don't you have to drive to their tiny little mm. place. Wait in line. Line forever. Yeah. People love that. COVID. Yep. That's insane. But they're just rating the beers. This isn't about the experience. I know that, but you have to go and get it. Right. Maybe okay, that's this one you guys look at. This, this one you guys look at. Really this is a free here's a freebie. Here's a freebie. Mickler. How is that a freebie? Yeah. I feel like I've known of Mickler for for such a long time, I, has to be 2017, right? Mikkel has lost all its hype. I'm not saying their beers are bad. I think their beers are great, but I just think um, they've lost whatever they used to have as far as an it factor. Still making delicious beer, probably better beer than they ever have, to be honest. They make they make amazing beer, and they're I feel like they're conquering the globe in terms of. It's not Bauhaus. I would just be clear. It's Mikkeler. Remember, those are different breweries. Okay. Just uh, throwing that out there. 
That's fair enough. Nickler standard. Nickler standard. What are you thinking, Kelly? I don't know. My (laughs) brain is scrambled now because every time, except for the very first one, I've been wrong. But if I don't go with my gut and then I'll be, I don't don't know what to do. Help me, Tony. (laughs) 2017. Let's go. That's correct, Tony. It's 2017. You're right. Um, That's right. That's right. You got it. You got it. Good job, Tony. (laughs) You got it. Um, Sorry, I'm just uh, pulling something up. Okay. Uh Yes, very good. Okay, next up. Mm -hmm. You have three Floyds. Oh, that's Ooh. kind of 2017. Really? So you three Floyds have been around for such a long time. Then one of these ones that I think might have been in, in 2016, miss out in 2017. Go, yeah, go in and out. Yeah, yeah. I believe you. Are. Yeah, that's fair. But I feel like with, in, I don't know, maybe this is taking things out of context, but again, thinking about 2020, and like not that they stopped production, but like, they closed the brew pub. Mm-hmm. So people weren't going and drinking the beer that way. So what do you I feel like? They were, I don't know. I feel like there were, there were more hype in, or there was more like excitement yeah. around them in like 2017. Now they're, they're like, I mean, their hype period was really like 2012 is what you got to think. Yeah. Yeah. This is what, which is yeah. closer to 2017 than right. it is to 2020. Okay. 2017, lock it in. 2020, Tony. It's 2020 for I three Floyds. So. Uh, I see. This is why I want the explanation of why. Like, what made them in the top for 2020? I don't know. It's, it's like Beer Lover 69420 gave Zombie Dust a, five, a 10 or something. You know, that's what happens. It's, <laughs> it's just like everything else. It's all crowd stacked, right? I mean, this is the, there's no like. I need the editor. Yeah, you need like someone from Paste Magazine to be like, Three Floyds released some of Pride and Joy 3000 is one of the finest sales to, you know, whatever. Um, But no, it's just like uh, the beer moron, Fartman22, said, Yum, yum, me zombie, taste, taste. That's pretty much what it is, you know, 10 points. All right, next up, Cigar City. Cigar City. Heard the name Cigar City, City in a minute. I know that's what I was thinking. This is 2017 slash 2012 slash 2010. Yeah. Cigar City, 2017. You got it. That's right. Yeah. Cigar City is 2017. Yeah. You're right. I didn't even let you try to ruin it. No, I wasn't going to. I'm giving you the points. 2017 is locked up. Let me see. You've got one, two, three, I think. Three. You're three for nine. And the last one. Four. You got Cycle. You got. Mm -hmm. You're not even keeping track. You got Mickler. Mm -hmm. And you got Cigar City. Oh. Okay. (laughs) That's four. (laughs) If you don't add up correctly. (laughs) Yeah. I like mine. If you're rating a beer, it's four. Yeah. Yep. Uh. Last one is uh, <laughs> talked about these guys for a while. Tired hands. Oh, 
Wow. Forgotten about them. They're cancelled, aren't they? Sure they're cancelled. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Well, I'm not sure if they are, but the guy is, and he quit, so maybe the employees can drag it back from the from the pit of d- despair. But I'm going to say 2017. This was at the end of their, their height run. They didn't make it back. What do you okay. say, Kelly? I... Another one that I, I honestly outside, I think I've just put them out of my brain because of that guy being canceled. Their so. beer is extremely good. It is very good. Uh, Independent of everything else, which is impossible to do. But yep, if you drink a beer out of context, it is good. It is a good tasting saison. All right. 2017. 2020 for Tired Hands. Tired Hands was number 10. Uh, Here is the top 10 list uh, for the crew from 2020. I was able to pull it up very easily, so I'll tell you. And you can can just yell cancelled where you think these are cancelled. Number one, Hill Farmstead. No, they're still going. Not a problem with them. Never had an allegation against them. Right, yeah, no problems (laughs) with Hill Farmstead, sure. Pretty cancelled. Take your girlfriend to side- Lovely time. You won't get hit on it at all. Yeah. No, you see, he will not. He will not. Uh, the, the owner won't mention an Airbnb he has or anything. <laughs> Two is side project. Not canceled. Three is Russian River. Don't not believe canceled. they're canceled. No. Four is Trillium, who has wavered in the canceled area for years now, but for different shit. Yeah. Five is Treehouse. Not canceled. Six is Three, three Floyds. Not canceled. Seven is Founders. <laughs> Fucking cancelled. Yeah. Eight is Cloud Water of Manchester. Uh, um, no. not cancelled. No, not that I know. Of. I think so. Nine is Ale Smith. Um, I don't recall anything. No. Uh, for any relevance, no. and then number ten is Tired Hands. And uh, Cigar City Fort. Some just other highlights: Cigar City Fourteenth. Hmm. Firestone Walker, 19th. Mickler, 21. Uh, uh, you got Cycle, 29. Wow. Um, are, they just, are they making less beer? They might. I don't know. Um, huh. Other half, 45. Tantion, 49. That's wrong. Dre Fontanen. 51. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> okay, that, that starts to tell me that the people who drink that beer don't use rate Damn, beer. you think people rate beers weird on the internet? Yes. I think you guys are right. <laughs> I agree. People suck at rating beers. You should look at the top 10 on Untapped if you if you want to know how weird people rate beers. Look at the top 10 brewers. It's like Pips and Bone, uh, whatever they are, Boneflower Mead, and uh, it's 100 Meads. The eight, like seven of the top ten breweries are Meads, and one of them, and then the rest are Treehouse variants. <laughs> um, all right, Kel, I think we've kept you um, absolutely. You're sort of like hovering over the mic for long enough. Thank you um, for joining us. Hot in this room. Would you? But actually, you can just stay because I'm going to wrap the show up now. Yeah. I think. I think we've gone long enough. Yep. I will give everyone else the important beer news next week. Who gives a shit? Absolutely. If you guys want to hear more about beer news, I mean, you just have to wait. Um. <laughs> But hey, here's a preview. Um, we talked about you can get a vaccine and get, or I, I found something where you get a free beer for getting your vaccine. Nice. Um, uh, there is some 
uh, craft beer is there's less of it now, I guess. By 9%. And uh, then I had some Pride Month content, so we can go over that next week. It's fine. It'll still be the same month. And the Queen has cool. her own beer. Oh, congrats to the Queen. She needs. She needed a win. <laughs> <laughs> she did after her she's, her, she's her, a, her lovely, well-spoken, her, completely um, gentle man of a human being husband died too suddenly at age. Been, he's, he has been died. Yeah, he he's, has been died. He has uh, been died. All right, we're going to wrap this up. Where can uh, people find us, Kelly? Oh. You know, uh, on the internet, yeah, on Instagram at, what is it? Your engine pod. Your engine pod, you got it. Go. Yeah. You're on Twitter, but you never use it. No. Nope. Yep. But here's the smart thing you do, Kelly. You just say the places and then you get Griff to say the address. You can oh, find us on email, yeah. Griff. Where can, what's the email address? Yeah, good. Uh, you can email us. If you want to get on the Discord, uh, send us an email, beerengineshow at gmail.com. And of or course, hit us up on DM over Instagram. Yeah. And uh, that Discord Instagram, of course. Off, so get on there. What yep, is our beer Instagram? Pod. Just, just like Kelly said, it's Beer Engine Pod. Okay. Um, and then Tony, how about Untapped? I think untapped. they can find us on Untapped. They can. They can find me at St. Moz on Untapped, and you are Griff AD, of course, on Untapped. And you you do have a cohort in crime that occasionally um, posts similar beers that that has a name similar to the person sitting in that you, seat beside us. No, but, she will not be telling you her. Un- she no. she will not accept. <laughs> She will not accept randos as being their friend. It's um, exclusive. But I have a free content idea for you guys. Oh, my God, yes. If you're on Instagram, dear listeners, you should be tagging at Beer Engine Pod in your post. So then we can see them. That is a damn fun idea. you pick a couple of really good ones and you can share them to your Instagram stories. Oh, my God. Shout out. Wow. And see what people are drinking. Yeah, gang. Tag us in your Instagram posts and we will share them. Or maybe one of us will if we look at it. Uh, so we'll definitely do that. I actually think that's a really good idea. Uh, well, put your beer pictures up. Put your put your favorites up. Uh, take your pics of your Celty. Uh, and and we'll throw some we'll throw your or your gloop or your pastry pastry bot stuff and we'll get it up there that is a mighty fine idea have you ever thought about a career in marketing because that is a wiener of an idea <laughs> you know social media and advertising i dabble you, yeah. you need to get you on, on board with the it. show <laughs> yeah. and we're out for and real. if you want some if you oh. want some other free content check out our podcast <laughs> which you're listening to right now right now right yeah it's it's you ain't paying a cent for it yet Wrap it up, Chris. But the days are numbered. All right. All right, gang. We'll talk to you next week, I believe. Uh, And I might sound slightly different because I might be in a room with any items in it. So we'll see you guys next week later.